lovely day. You're listening to TechFest Talks, a podcast by students for students. My name is Zoe Padkar, and I'm an Essex pupil at Cults Academy, and I'm very interested in STEM subjects, especially medicine and healthcare. I'm very excited to interview today's guests, Marcus Nisbet and Francis Lowry, to find out more about the future of workforce roles in the care sector. Hello, Marcus and Francis. Can you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, Zoe. Um, I'm Francis, and I work with Scottish Care. And my role is really to work to support the providers of care in the city of Aberdeen. But I also work on project-based things like the one that we're working on now with Marcus, which is about embedding technology in care delivery. That's great. Marcus, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there. My name is Marcus Nisbet and I am I'm the Director of Specialist Resource Solutions, a care provider in the Aberdeen area. Uh, we deliver care to adults with learning disabilities, mental health and to adults who are older, so older people. That's great. Thank you very much. So first of all, I'd like to start with my first question. Um, so I read a bit about the creative future for care at home. So um, I realised that the approach here is to completely revolutionise the concept and delivery of care, um, which, is, which is really great and excellent. So I wanted to ask, um, why is this more effective an approach um, than maybe an approach with stages of development? I guess in some ways the approach is to revolutionise the concept of care and the delivery of it. But really it already is a developmental stage, if you like. So I'm not quite sure that I would describe it as being completely different. We, Our project actually builds on an earlier project that Scottish Care undertook, which looked at the potential for workforce roles in the sector, because the sector has struggled to entice people into it for some time now. And COVID has just sort of made that even worse. Um, it's been very difficult you know, and, and, and to be honest, Brexit's also added to that. What would you like to add to that, Marcus? Yes, I think it's fair, uh, your comments, Francis. In terms of revolutionising the sector, I think um, the future workforce of the sector needs to be considered. Um, it's, it's essential that we look at different ways to attract new people into the sector, given the current climate. Um, COVID has not helped, and as you're describing, Francis, Brexit. Um, It's very difficult to recruit in the health and social care market. It has been for a long time, but this has just been exacerbated over the last couple of years. Um, I think the roles, um, as described uh, by yourself, Francis, um, you know, Scottish Care did a project a few years back, and um, the roles that we're looking at in particular, or the role I should say, um, is care technologist. And it's proven to be very exciting, um, but it is in that developmental stage. It's not fully embedded in the workforce. Um, and what we would like to do with this project is see how it could be part of a future workforce role. And in order to do that, we need to test and try it out, alongside which trialling and testing out various pieces of technology. Um, and I suppose safety is really important in that when it comes to service users. I think that was really well put by Marcus and actually explains the essence of our project and what it was based on, which was that previous project research piece of work, which looked at three different roles. But we selected 
the care technologist role to run with because it occurred to us over the last couple of years when we've all been pushed much more into the use of technology, sometimes even against our will. But we have had the benefit of learning at speed how we can implement that in different environments. And so this was the natural role for us to begin looking at and exploring for our future workforce. No, I think that's 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 an exceptional point. Yeah, technology can be free. I think very useful, especially in delivering care. Um, so, so my second question is: so, will this involvement of technology um, bring kind of a societal change to the stereotype that perhaps older people maybe cannot use technology so well? You know, especially if we're integrating it into a care setting, which will um, typically involve more older people. Okay, so as a provider of care services across a range of client groups and ages, uh, what we have um, already experienced is that um, regardless of age and regardless of condition, um, technology is having a mixed um, a mixed view um, or uptake. I don't know the best way to describe it. Um, so some people who we would class as older people some people are happy and content and are, are not perhaps interested in trialling or testing something out. But with, with society, um, using things like mobile phones, uh, Facebook and different, uh, different means to communicate, a lot of older people have sons or daughters or family who would perhaps be younger. So a lot of people are quite familiar with technology already. Um, maybe not completely okay with it, um, but we're finding with doing this project and as you know, as a care provider, um, that it, it doesn't really matter if if you are older or if you have a learning disability, the same sorts of things are coming up. So I don't think there is a complete stereotype around older people and technology. Um, but again, it's not something I can fully feed back on because we are trialling it at the moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. No, uh, thank, thank you very much. Um, and continuing on the topic of uh, technology, um, in an emergency setting, which is quite crucial to maybe consider in a care setting, how can we you know, achieve the balance of technology, but at the same time that human touch? How can we um, achieve that balance, essentially? Well, this project and Marcus' work and all of his employees they are attracted to doing this kind of work because they care about people. So it always is about people. And even with the use of technology, it's exploring ways in which technology can be used to help people to live their fullest life, to be able to do the most that they can with any potential restrictions they might have with their health. So whether it's through aging or learning difficulties or any of the other aspects that Marcus mentioned, we feel that technology is an, an option that we can include in any care package and the delivery of care for them. So it's not a replacement and it's not, an, you know, it's not mandatory. It's an option that we can explore with people so that they you know, so that they can have real choice in their life. So all of this is underpinned with basic human rights and their right to choose how they live their life. And so human touch is very much a part of that. You know, the human connection 
we don't feel that technology will ever replace the need for that. This is a way that we can augment the delivery of care as it already is. And it can also really support people in times when the face-to-face just cannot happen, like happened during the pandemic, or like sometimes happens during severe winter weather. Yes. Oh, no, I think that's a very, that's a very important point um, to consider. And continuing on from kind of the project being very centred towards, towards older people, um, will there perhaps be a section or has there already been a section where maybe um, the experiences of older people have been kind of asked or there's been a survey just to get an idea of how maybe the new plan will improve care and what's already there and then how we can then set steps to improve improve the care. So is, it, is there already been a section like that before in the project or is there a, like a new plan to involve such a section? I just feel that the focus of this project is on developing the workforce so that there is a sustainable workforce to be able to deliver care. So our focus is slightly different in that it's not only about how technology and care is received by the recipient. It's about how the workforce can deliver it. And that's really our primary focus with this exploration. However, as part of this, we will be asking and surveying all of those who have been the clients and the service users who have worked with us through this project to get their feedback on how they found the whole process, how they liked or disliked using the technology and this involves the wider family too and I'm sure Marcus will have something to say about the age range and the diversity of clients that he and his team work with. Yes I think just to echo what Francis is saying part of the project is about recording um, experiences um, so, so kind of more the tasks that have been undertaken with a particular person so there is incidental feedback coming through the daily recording um, and that's fed back every time, you know, contact is made with that person. And yes, it's very interesting. But as Francis describes, we will be doing more formal feedback. I know you have mentioned already um, in, into great detail, but uh, maybe how we can maybe implement some of the ideas, like you said, you're taking surveys and like you said, you're going to develop, you're planning to develop a more sustainable workforce. Um, any any more ideas of how these ideas are going to be implemented maybe in the, in the near future? Great question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think that we see this as the first step to exploring how we do this. Now, I should say that we're not the first people to ever look at including tech in the delivery of care. There are different projects going on around the country, but this is the first time that we've actually explored a new role. And that's what the key difference is, I think, with our project. So we are looking at how we can create different pathways in a career in the care sector. We want to make it attractive to other people to explore the options within that. So there's not just one job in the care sector. It's not all just about personal care or about you know medication or anything like that. There are a number of different skill sets required and different kinds of roles. And we want to explore those and make them explicit so that we can 
attract people to the sector. Um, Marcus, is there anything else that you'd like to say specifically about that? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with everything Francis is describing. Um, it's just a very exciting time to be trialling things. Um, and it's almost a bit bizarre to be saying this, but, you know, there is almost opportunity, despite the pandemic. Uh, this is an opportunity to push boundaries, um, almost exploiting, taking advantage of the emergency situation um, in a good way. You know, we're providing solutions quickly. Um, and I think it's already been mentioned that we've been almost forced or uh, fast forwarded uh, in terms of starting to use the technology. Um, and people are much more comfortable using, for example, even Teams, whereas we never really used that pre-pandemic. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, I think it's a very new and novel concept of, imp of improving the workforce. So, um. I just wanted to ask, is that very similar to the, perhaps the personas that were kind of created in the previous project um, about how personas were created and different roles were named and titled and different skill sets were kind of mentioned underneath? And um, just like it was a, like a job specification, for example, is, is that kind of um, similar to the personas in the previous um, study, previous project? Absolutely. Yes. And we took the care technologist one to explore further in this project. And the hope is that we will build upon what we're learning to broaden that. So, I mean, we haven't got funding to explore that yet, but that's what we are hoping for so that we can actually roll out a similar role. That's a really bad use of words, isn't it? And two different, the same word in two different contexts. Anyway, we'd like to really explore more people in this role, in this area, and perhaps even another area of the country, and move this project forward another couple of steps, learning as we go, with the idea that this is something that we could explore on a national level eventually. And when I say eventually, I don't mean in the far distant future. I mean, like, perhaps toward the end of the year, you know, we, we don't want to take decades to do this. As Marcus said, it's exciting. There's lots of potential here. There's real creativity in the sector as well and a willingness to explore what options there are to help deliver care in a meaningful but really robust and sustainable way. And that's really what we want to capitalize on with this project and build upon. It was based on those personas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. No, I think that's, that's a great concept. And one more thing that the project said that uh, the personas will, will be kind of a source to constant development and they'll always be, and I think you mentioned that as well, they'll be constantly developed throughout. So uh, will they be perhaps linked to some of the roles already present in the National Healthcare Service? Now, I know this is very much linked to Scottish care, but does the NHS or NHS Scotland have any kind of link with how these personas can be developed? Or can we take some inspiration from maybe some existing roles um, to develop these personas a little bit further? I think that this is a partnership. And I think that often the health sector can learn from the care sector just as much as vice versa. And I believe that we need to link these up. There's no doubt about that. We need to link them up to communicate effectively, to have a seamless 
care from whether whether it's seen as health or whether it's seen as care it's all part of the same journey for the person involved you know so i think that we have a responsibility to link those up and that our colleagues in the nhs and in any health environment you know we share that a desire to create a seamless journey. In terms of linking the the personas with direct roles, um, it's very difficult. Uh, but what we have identified um, over the last few weeks, the last few months, is that actually the personas, they're all linked. Um, and, you know, it's almost like we need a role <laughs> that's a blend of all of the, the personas. Um, but it's only through trialing things. For example, the, the care technologist is obviously the role we are in uh, trialing or testing. But we've we've already seen, for example, the care navigator role um, you know, come into, you know, we're navigating what other services people can access, for example. Um, so there is links between the three roles. Um, and I do think you know, in terms of moving the project forward, we do need to trial and test some other parts of the personas um, to come up with the ultimate future role or roles within the sector. Again, very exciting. Um, but it may be that we need a mixed model. Um, but yes, a lot a lot to think about, but very exciting. Of course, yes. No, I think that's a very, very interesting concept, very exciting um, indeed. And um, I know I know there was a lot mentioned about kind of building up these models and um, making it almost almost a national thing and really building it up. And I know you're very much linked to the care technologist. Um, if we want to kind of see how it's working and maybe evaluate the performance of these different roles, um, will there be perhaps chances or will there be, I don't know, um, kind of opportunities in the future where, you know, these things will be trial and error, um, essentially, and, you know, like for a brief period of time, and then that will be then assessed. So will that be kind of taking place in the near future or, or the future to conduct the trial and error? Well, I think that it's all trial and error, to be honest. Would you agree, Marcus? hundred <laughs> percent. Um, And we do have assessment processes in place so that we can monitor those learnings as we move through the project. I I feel that also what we've done is look beyond ourselves. Um, I've done a lot of work reaching out to other networks and universities, other organizations, so that we can actually explore what is being done in this area beyond just our vision of this role, because we don't want it to operate in isolation. We don't want to work in a silo. You know, we want to connect all the dots across the entire country so that we can share our experience and our knowledge. And in fact, tomorrow we have our first community of practice for people who are working face to face with clients in service delivery with tech as part of their role. And we, myself and the person, I should say, who delivers this for Alzheimer's Scotland, we are co-hosting this tomorrow morning, the first time. So that's really exciting. And that will be an opportunity where we can hear what else is going on around the country and people can share their pains and their gains on this journey, you know, and that's how we're going to learn as well. 
an echo of what Francis has described um, about making connections, I do think um, that is key in, in bringing this forward into the future. There is a massive culture change required in order to fully embed technology in care. Um, I think, you know, the fast forwarding that has happened in, in the sector throughout the pandemic is positive, but there is still leaps and bounds to go. Um, and I do think it is very exciting, but there is quite a lot of work still required. And as Francis has described about the making connections with other people, for example, the University, Alzheimer's Scotland, and many others, these are key partners in, you know, bringing things together. And we need to continue to make the links with other people and learn. And that, you know, continuous learning and uh, trial and error, but recording that somewhere. Um, because we can only learn if we know what went wrong somewhere else. Um, and yeah, the, the community of um, learning that Francis also described is really, really exciting and also quite new, um, but very, very exciting. So yes, it's been a pleasure doing the project and I hope to continue um, with further funding and uh, we will explore further into the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I think that was a it was a very interesting description and very, very interesting kind of brief of how this project is running and how it will um, in the future as well. So I wish you both um, best of luck. I think it's very exciting. Um, and like you said, it does have great potential. So um, it was very, very nice speaking to you, very interesting speaking to you. So thank you, Marcus and Francis, for a great interview. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in for more episodes from TechFest Talks. Bye for now.